Hey guys, so I got a new microphone and I really want to do something with it. So I was like, you know, I'm kind of busy, but you know, it'd be really fun. Starting a new podcast, a little crazy, but you know, anyway, the concept for this is I'm just talking about the things that I'm like obsessed with at the time. So like every week-ish, I'm just going to talk about something different, what I am really vibing with. Right now, like a lot of people, I am obsessed with Loki. And this kind of seems like the perfect week to talk about it because episode three came out like this past Wednesday. So I'm recording this on Thursday, so it came out yesterday. And it was so good, literally obsessed with it, thinking about it almost constantly. But none of the rest of my family had to watch it, so I can't really talk about it. So a podcast is just the perfect medium for me to talk about it to people who've seen it. And if you haven't seen episodes one, two, and three of Loki, probably don't listen to this because it will be spoiled for you. So, you know, if you haven't listened to it, leave now. Or don't be mad about it, you know? So to start with, what really starts with my obsession of Loki is the characters. I, like a lot of people, am a Loki stan, like, before the TV shows. He's great in every movie he's in. Thor Ragnarok is the best of the Thor movies. Probably because of Loki. And he is just an icon through and through. So his character makes a lot, means a lot to the show. But then all the other characters really have surprised me with how much I love them. When I first heard about the concept of the Loki show, I was like, okay, Loki will definitely be the only character I care about. I feel like I've thought that about all the Marvel shows. So with WandaVision, I was like, okay, well, I don't really like Vision. (laughs) He's kind of weird. He's a robot. Couldn't get behind that concept. But after WandaVision, I was like, oh my God, their relationship is so cute. I love them. Like, initially, I just like Wanda, but now they're both great. And same with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was never really a big Bucky or Sam fan, which, you know, attack me on that if you want. But now they're both great. Love them both. And if your name is Mary Alex, you should watch a show even though you do not like Sam. It's high quality. So with Loki, I was like, okay, I like Loki. Everyone else, you know, will just be sort of side characters. But all the characters bring so much to the show. Mobius, straight icon. Him and his jet ski. He deserves a jet ski. And Sylvie, straight icon. I love how her and Loki are, like, similar. Because they're, like, you know, variants, like, same people, sort of. Same people, different flavor, different font, if you will. She is an icon as well. And I like how the characters were like, they seem like they were developed similarly, but then they just have like a few differences along their lives. I've made them very different, Sylvie and Loki. Like obviously Loki was raised and taught magic by his mother, whereas Sylvie taught herself icons. And all the characters have some real great lines. 
when Loki was explaining his hiding an apocalypse theory with the salad, those were that's like one of the best Mobius Loki interactions, and really one of the bases for why I shipped them. Obviously, not just that interaction, like every one in that episode. But, you know, but I think that was just so great for Loki's character, him as a whole. Perfection. Another thing that I have been obsessed with from the Loki show is the cinematography, the shot composition, all of it. Especially for episode three. The coloring of all the scenes, chef's kiss, the moment, the train scene, that was, I say the train scene, that goes in one scene. Well, the one, you know, I feel like you know what I'm talking about, the one where they're sitting in this, they're sitting across from each other and it's just perfect. Everything about that is perfect. Um, the grocery store scene in episode two, or as I call it, the grocery store divorce. I saw that on TikTok and that has just really stuck with me. And I also saw someone edit it to the song that was kind of popular last summer in a sort of jokingly way. But it was like, and we're crying in the grocery store. That song, which was a horrible rendition of that song by me. But if you spent any time on TikTok last summer at all, you know what I'm talking about. And now I think about that all the time. But it was an immaculate scene. The atmosphere, perfect. Like, you know how it's obviously the hurricane. But it was great. What else about it? <laughs> what other scenes? I have a list of some things that I like. So, yeah, there was very well crafted. I like how, this kind of back to character, but mm, sort of composition, I guess, as well. Is like all the fight scenes. Oh my god, I literally forgot like the last scene in episode three, which was like one of the best scenes in all of the MCU. And I will die on that hill. Just great. Loki uses some insane magic. How does he do that? Why does he not do that before? I con. He like stops the whole building from falling on like a huge thing. Icon. Another thing that's sort of in this clump of, you know, cinematography is the direction and the writing of this show. And with that, really, really what I mean by that is the director does such a great job with everything, all the little details all of it like I'm literally I can't because there's just some great things in there like when Sylvie is pulling her hair up before the fights icon no one in the MCU does that because like none of the women in the MCU do that it's like it's like I know you're struggling right now like, maybe Natasha can do it. I was talking about this yesterday. Maybe Natasha doesn't have to pull off her hair in fights because she was trained as an assassin since she was, like, little, since she was, like, born. But, like, you cannot tell me that 
all these superheroes do not need to put up their hair. Because they do. They do need to put up their hair. The director, Kate Heron, she saw it. She saw the need for this. And, you know, she did it. Came through for us. It's just the little things, like the direction of that show, that really get me. And another thing of the writing is the lines. Oh my god, I forgot all the direct the direction for the Pompeii part. You know, in episode two, when they go and visit Pompeii, icon, script for that part. The Latin, great, I loved it. I take Latin, in case you didn't know. Well, why would you know that? But yeah, I take Latin, so I very, very much appreciated that. And I'm history nerd, so that palm paper really excited me so much. And, you know, I feel like we can probably thank Kate here for that. I don't know what you with that, but thanks to all the staff of Loki for this. This gift. And another gem of lines. Well, the first one is obviously the palm paper. The second one is from episode three, which is one of my favorite lines in all of the MCU you know, at this point was... How about you? You're a prince. Must have been would-be princesses. Or perhaps another prince. A bit of both. This line just really... Oh, incredible, amazing. Loved it. Again, another shout-out to Kate Heron, who, according to Twitter, she insisted it be on the show. You know, insisted that he was bisexual... And it is now fully canon. So thank you to Karen for fighting for that one. Special shout out to her again. And another thing about the writing is the parallel between scenes in Loki and in the other MCU projects. It's like throwing throwing of glasses on the floor after finished drinking between Loki and Thor. So in episode three, Loki... What was he drinking? Some sort of alcohol. And he drinks it and he throws it on the ground and it's like another. Which is reminiscent to in the first Thor movie when Thor drinks a cup of coffee and then throws it on the ground. And Darcy and Jane are like, what is happening right now? (laughs) And yeah, so another parallel I've seen people pointing out is the parallels between... The interactions between Loki and Sylvie and Loki and Thor. So Sylvie in episode three gets mad and she like screams and then walks away a little bit and just sits down. And then Loki comes up and sits beside her. Loki does the same thing for Thor. Uh, I think in the in one of the Thor movies, I'm blanking right now. But their scenes are very reminiscent of each other. And I feel like this shows a Loki Sylvie like sibling relationship, which is not what I think they deserve. It's what the world deserves. They are the chaotic gay siblings, you know? And yes, earlier I did just say that they were basically the same person, but at the same time they're also like siblings, so you know. Take that, take what I say with a grain of salt because, like in the title of this podcast, Late Night Chats with Caroline, it is late nights when I record this for some spice, for some flavor. 
So another another thing I appreciate in the show is all the costumes and the hair. So we get the we start out with the show with the original like Avengers looking costume and hair for Loki, which is simply great. I love that, love that costume, love that look. Then we get the TVA Loki suit out, <laughs> jumpsuit outfit thing. And his hair looks phenomenal throughout this whole show. Like, that's like the dream hair right there. It's just so fluffy, so iconic in the Pompeii scene. And you're just fluffing it around. People are probably like, what are you talking about? That scene is my favorite scene, so I know a lot about that scene. And like specifically, I'm like, oh my god, his hair is immaculate. And Sylvie's costume. It is perfect. I like the new phase of MCU's women's outfits. They're not as objectifying, some could say. It's like as much as a Black Widow costume, like from the original Avengers and stuff, is great. It's like, why? That's not necessarily practical, and that's not necessarily the coolest. Like, why would you choose that necessarily? Whereas, like, now, like, a lot of the... Now a lot of the Phase 4, it's like Wanda's Scarlet Witch costume and Sylvie's costume. They're more, like, practical or at least have more of a reason behind them. And I like that very much. I think all the TVA out, like Hunter outfits fit the energy. I see the TVA in a negative way. And I think the costumes do a really good job of portraying their sort of fascist police, police state-ish energy. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. How long has this even been so far? This has been 15 minutes. Now, what else should I talk about? So, I am... Start off with what I would also like to bring mention to is the representation in the show. I've already listed the line that it would be princesses or perhaps another prince. That is just really iconic in the MCU. Since Loki is the first canonically like LGBTQIA character who like you know is the main character and although like basically Captain Marvel is at this point in my opinion canon like if, if they were to make her straight right now like that just wouldn't make any sense to anyone but like Loki is now the first character to be LGBTQIA and that's just entering Pride Month, so that is very good. Very happy that Marvel finally did that. I thought that they were going to do it in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because they just had so much chemistry, but you know, you know, we all know about Anthony Mackie at this point, and <laughs> we just really don't need to talk about that again. They just had such great chemistry in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but now... Now we get Loki and Mobius, which I could probably argue is probably better 
I won't elaborate on that at this point. But if you know me, yeah, you should ask me about that. So, you know, there's like now the chance that Mobius and Loki can become canon. In the first two episodes, I was just like, I love them, but you know, it's never actually gonna happen. Because, you know, I'm always disappointed by the Marvel <laughs> shits. Like, I'm like, mm, these people, perfect perfection. Like, obviously, Steve and Bucky, like, but then Steve was like, mm, peace out. Peace out, I'm gonna go, you know, with a woman I danced with once who basically started another family by. And then they were, Disney was just cowards and didn't have Sam and Bucky. But now we have a chance. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Mobius and Loki can happen. That is very exciting. And I'm so excited about that one. Now let's see about what else to talk about. Not just thinking about, let's talk about some theories that I feel like sometimes I'm more knowledgeable about the- theories, but for Loki, I didn't feel like learning about theories that much because for WandaVision, I was like full in it. Like I was fully involved with all the people being like Mephisto, Mephisto. What happened? That didn't happen. But then for the Falcon and the Worst Soldier, I feel like I was sort of involved. But I feel like I kind of guessed the plot. Like, I feel like the play- plot was more straightforward. It was kind of more set up like a Marvel movie, which sounds like weird. But like, I was pretty much able to be like, okay, this was going to happen. I still enjoyed it. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it or anything. <laughs> but like, the Falcon and the Soldier was. It was easier to guess the plot. But now with Loki and back with the WandaVision thing, like I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but now I am not gonna get super deeply involved with the theories because that just wasn't very successful. But I follow this person on TikTok who's pretty involved with the theories and they always make some. And that is just very fun times for me. Cause it's like Oh, they're strong. They're at straw underscore hot underscore goofy on TikTok. They make pretty good videos. So that, yeah, they recently did a video about how they think a Loki series could end. And basically... And basically the theory he has is about how the Loki series is gonna end. Basically, he believes that like one of the Loki variants, either Loki or Sylvie, will go back into the MCU. But it's possible that like some variant, so like what he thinks could happen is we're gonna learn more about Sylvie's past because it's very clear that she did not come from the best past. As weird as Loki's life has been, he was raised by a family who pretty much did like him, or his mom at least. And Thor, I think Thor, yes, did like him, you know. Now his dad has some questions about there. <laughs> but 
as a whole, Loki was raised by a family who did like him, and he had a pretty good life growing up, but Sylvie did not. So um, a person on TikTok suggested that a younger Sylvie could, like, be a variant and come back into the MCU timeline with our Loki. I hope Loki and Mobius obviously become a ship at the end, become a couple, the couple we all need. And, you know, that's... Maybe they'll adopt some of the icons, you know, get Mobius his jet ski, get him a child, you know, that's what we need to see. Also, so I briefly mentioned this earlier, when I was talking about the cinematography, and specifically episode three, when they're like fighting at the very end. Well, all of episode three, I feel like, is really an exploration of Loki's powers because... Before this, yeah, Loki, we knew Loki was a god, obviously. He talks about it kind of a lot. But, like, if I was a Norse god, I would also talk about it a lot, so that's understandable. But we didn't really see him use his powers that much in the original movie's timeline. I don't know how to phrase this, but, <laughs> you know, the original ones. So, but now we get to see him doing all this crazy stuff. Even just, like, the fireworks, I didn't know we could do that. And, I mean, through the original MCU, like, before the Loki TV show, he mainly used a Tesseract as, like, his power. Like, obviously, that isn't his power, but, like, he pretty much used that instead of, like, actually accessing the magic that he does have. And so, but now, all of a sudden, we're just seeing this new this new depth from him and I think that is very fun and it will be very exciting to continue to see how like what's going to happen with that and then when he like caught the building like forced it back up at the end of episode three who knew he could do that yeah I did always think that like he and Wanda were like some of the strongest character like strongest power wise characters like most powerful would be the correct phrasing here just because like I feel like it's been implied that Loki is very powerful in the past but now we finally get it on full display and this also raises the question of how powerful Sylvie could be so if we go back into the theory I was talking about if a young Sylvie was raised by Loki like imagine how powerful she she could be because she like taught herself like the stuff she does now but like imagine if she had Loki as her teacher she would be like super duper 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 powerful would be the moment oh 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 you know what I haven't talked about at all yet the whole his whole metaphor with Samsung was on Twitter where I saw this today and I was talking about how in, like, episode two was when Mobius gave him back his knives or daggers. And then later on, in episode three on the train, Sully was like, what is love? Like, how would you compare it? And he compared love to daggers and how, like, you can see yourself in it and it comes back and, like, hurts you and everything. 
But I think that's a very interesting way to describe it. This probably means nothing, and the person on Twitter and on me are just saying things that aren't there because we want to believe it. But again, Moby Sonoki for life, regardless of what happens. They deserve each other. Um, almost as much as Moby deserves to be back on a jet ski, living his life. Also, I haven't talked about how scared the TVA is. Like, you don't even have to be a criminal to be um, arrested by the TVA. Sure, Loki was basically a criminal. <laughs> but, like, most of the people arrested by the TVA, like, they were just minding their business. They were running late to one day. They were supposed to be running early. Oh, you're arrested now by, like, a secret fascist, fascist organization that is basically also, like, a cult because... You're just following some weird unknown leaders and you're like mind controlled and stuff. Like in episode two, when Mobius is talking about like how he literally believes he was created by the TVA. And then in episode three, it's like pretty, it's like revealed that he was just a normal person on Earth. All the people working there, they were just normal Earth citizens who just like happened to do something the TVA was wrong once. And the TVA is like, mm, <laughs> no. Like, what? Being a citizen in the Marvel Universe, like, non-superhero, would be horrible. All this horrible stuff happens to you. Like, the TVA, horrible. And I mean, like, yeah, there's, like, another you on Earth or whatever. But they're just raising so many questions. Seems horrible. You're just like arrested for no reason, basically. And then another bad thing that happens is obviously the blip, all these horrible invasions and stuff. If you're not a superhero, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is really not where you find it. Wants to find yourself. Yes, there are a lot of people, hot people there. But it's just not worth it because obviously the actors exist in this world too. So, you know. And I am just now very... The TVA just creates so many questions in my mind and I'm sure this is intentional. But I remember telling someone after I watched the first episode of Loki, the more you think about it, the more confused you get. That's what's happening to me right now. Because, like, why did the TVA want all these things to happen? Like, why is all this stuff normal? Why is Steve going back with Peggy? Why is that, like, the normal? Why do they... That definitely messes with the timeline more than Loki just, like, traveling, more than Loki just leaving the Avengers. I say leaving, like, escaping arrest from the Avengers. Like, I feel like there's just so many things that are just way more impactful. Obviously, like, Thanos. And then time traveling <laughs> to save everything. That's just so much more impactful than, <laughs> like, so many other little things that the TVA is like, mm. And this whole one sacred timeline thing, I feel like that doesn't make any sense. Isn't it? 
not implied that there's more than one timeline in the regular MCU? I thought that the TVA is all just some weird sort of scam because it just doesn't make any sense now. I know I'm getting way too deep into this, thinking, getting way too much thought in here now, but it now just doesn't make any sense to me. So all this little, the TVA time travel is very confusing. You know, it is. Also another question that I hope gets answered. Will we ever meet the timekeepers? And if yes, are they lizard people like Loki says? I honestly hope that they are. Just because the idea of, you know, some secret government type organization being run by lizard people is funny to me because that's what you know is feral. Oh. That's just one of those far off conspiracy theories that, you know, people like to say. And I think that's funny. So, you know, another thing that I want for this show is I want the original Loki to return to the MCU. You know what we still need to see? Oh my god, all of the promo of him like doing the Loki for president or whatever thing. Oh my god, I just realized that. Like I kind of forgot about that. I literally have a Loki pin that's like, you know, the one that he's wearing in the trailer. But I literally forgot about that. But now, obviously, we are going to get it. We need it soon. Right now. Because, like, that's, like, in all the trailers. And, yeah, the trailers, like, to deceive us. <laughs> like, I feel like all the trailers, especially for Loki, was, like, everyone thought the line, a bit of both, was going to be him referring to him being, you know, evil and good. Obviously, if it wasn't, it wasn't. It was even better. But we need to see that, like, the, him wearing, you know... The suit, the icon, I feel like we've all seen the picture. He's wearing like a little green tie, little green vest thing and like a black blazer with a little Loki pin. That's what we need. We need that right now. Hopefully the next episode, which I actually saw one theory on TikTok and it was like Loki dies on the planet that he's on right now. And I'm like, well, that kind of doesn't make any sense because we still have that. We still have that. So, you know, you can't yet. Um, that is one scene that I'm so excited about. I say scene, that's like one of the, I'm so excited for anything with the prep with the him running for office or whatever with the little Loki pin. And it does have the possibility to currently unseat. Well, I think the Pompeii scene and the train scene are my two favorite scenes and they're like tied for first. But that has a lot of hope. I'm hopeful for that one. Anything else interesting here? Hmm. There definitely is interesting things. I feel like Tom Hiddleston, he as a person is fascinating to me because he he's obviously from London. We all know that. That's like a fact. 
His younger sister, his younger sister Emma, is also an actress. And his other, his older sister Sarah is a journalist. Wow, very interesting. He did a double first in classics. I'm not exactly sure what a double first is. Um, so if you know what that is, if you're from England, you know what that is. Or not, if you just know what that is. Please let me know, but it sounds like he's smart. He went to the University of Cambridge where he earned a double first in classics. Classics are very fascinating, but this does probably explain why he was able to do that line. Like, although it wasn't challenging line per se, I feel like if you were a classics, what I, what I would consider a classics major, I could be wrong about that, but if you already like language, your classics, you're involved in classics, then I feel like you would make sure to do your line correct because you know how annoying it is when people do bad line. Laughing <laughs> away the pain of bad line. What else about him that's interesting? Him and Taylor Swift. I think a lot about this. He is my favorite ex. Only because I believe Taylor and Harry never actually dated. I won't elaborate on that at the moment. I'll elaborate on it maybe later though. But yeah, he and Taylor dated in, I'm pretty sure that he dated in 2016. It could be wrong though, but I'm like fairly certain it was. Let's see, personal life. Ah, uh, I was right. 2016, he dated Taylor Swift for several months. Their relationship is very interesting to me. I believe Tom Hiddleston is really the victim here. Taylor really just said gaslight gatekeep girl boss here. Um, basically, the song Getaway Car perfectly summarizes it. So if you're familiar with that song, that's just about Taylor leaving, using Tom as an excuse to leave Calvin Harris. And then basically being like, yeah, well, I only use you like to leave someone else. Like, I don't actually really care about you. But gaslight, okay. So, kind of wild times in the Wild West, if you ask me. Like, I feel like T- Taylor was really in the wrong with this relationship there. Yeah, so it was like a few months. It was in 2016. It was like right after the Met Gala, which is very interesting. Taylor went with Calvin Harris to the Met Gala. Then she left him for um, Tom Hiddleston. Then she also met Joe Alway. I don't actually know how to say his last name, so... You know, hopefully Taylor Swift would not change her last name when she got married. I highly doubt she would, but if she did, I'd have to learn how to say Joe's last name. (laughs) But, so they all were at the Met Gala in 2016. And yeah, so she was dating Calvin Harris when she got there. And then over the summer, she dated Tom as just sort of like a summer fling. Tom didn't really see it that way, I don't think. And yeah, they broke up. And some of my favorite lines are about Tom Hiddleston, actually. <laughs> like, obviously, the whole song Getaway Car is about him. <laughs> and also, like, in the song King of My Heart, which really makes my brain feel really nice up here, you know? It's like a brain massage. That song, it's like, their expensive cars are Range Rovers and the Jaguars. 
Which you're probably like, why'd you just say jag jaguar like that? Because that's how she says it in the song. And it's just incredible. And you're probably like, why? How do you know that that's about him? Because I'm a genius. No, I'm kidding. Um, because he was in like a lot of the Jaguar ads in 20... Uh, in 2014, he started to be a spokesperson for Jaguars in, you know, some of the <laughs> ads, which is why the line Jaguars applies to him. Range Rovers applies to Kamen Harris, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so now we're going to Taylor Swift for me. That's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to talk about, trying to talk about Tom Hiddleston. So, what else about him? Is it interesting? And, you know, I have seen too many things about him on the internet about him riding just a subway around, like, England, London. Like, people just running into him on the subway and the trains and stuff. And I'm like, why have I never run into anyone famous anywhere ever? Yeah, I don't live in, like, a big city. Like, obviously, no one is coming to visit where I live. And why would you come visit where I live? But I've been to New York a lot. I've been to D.C. a fair amount. Why have I never seen any famous people? I wonder who's, who's, who is he in a relationship with now. This was important to me. Maybe he's not in a relationship with anyone. I bet he is with him. See if I can find it. <laughs> So it's not on Wikipedia, my go-to source. Which is, yeah, obviously that's not the most reliable, but I feel like it's more reliable than people think. Who is Tom Hilston dating? One time it was rumored that he was dating Nick Jonas's current girlfriend, fiance, wife, I don't know, Priyanka Chopra. She stars in the show Quantico. She's very attractive, way better than Nick Jonas. Don't worry, I was going to say Tom Hiddleston. They're like on equal playing fields. Let's see if anyone knows. I really don't think anyone knows. I'm going to be honest with you. It's too bad. So apparently he is dating Swain Ashton. Who she is a she let's see who she is. Harrison. New relationship, let's find out about them. I know who specifically says this, but you know. Um she is a cancer Tom Hiddleston is an Aquarius. Interesting. She is British. What else about her? They have allegedly been dating since 2019. Maybe. Um, let's see. She's allegedly going to be in Captain Marvel 2, according to Wikipedia. Well, the Marvels, but I literally say that for no sense. I'm just stupid, but she is going to be in it allegedly. According to who? I don't know. I don't know who said that, but maybe it's possible. 
I just want to find someone who can um, not it. It's not like he can, but you know, Tom's an icon. He deserves the world. Taylor Swift really did a number on him, I would imagine, because not necessarily the best thing she's ever done. But you know, it is what it is. Now here we are with them, maybe both happy. They just really weren't meant for each other. I feel like dating a celebrity, even if you are a celebrity, would be really intense. Um, like, so obviously I'm not a celebrity. This podcast was gonna make me famous, make me into celebrity. But like right now I'm not a celebrity, but like, could you imagine like dating Harry Styles or Taylor Swift? They seem like nice, great people. But just dating them, like they both are just so much. Like Harry Styles, he just is so much, you know? Or Taylor Swift, even Tom Hiddleston, as great as Tom is, I just, hmm, it'd be too much for me. I think I would have to be the celebrity in their relationship. Um, you know, because I couldn't handle not being a celebrity. And then you do like all the dating rumors off. Oh, that'd be so annoying. Not if you're not if you're the celebrity. I'm sure it is annoying. But if you're just a random person, like could you imagine if you like anyway? <laughs> I say that like like I know from personal experience. No, I've just put a lot of thought into this. I think about this a lot, like what it's like dating a celebrity or what it's like being a celebrity. You know. But Tom Hilston icon the whole loki show iconic and i will be watching it on next week maybe i'll update you then probably not it's yeah i'll be busy next week so there might not be another episode next week maybe they will i guess we'll never know so peace out who managed the end good for you you should tell me, because if you made it at the end, you honestly probably know me. But if you made it to the end, pat yourself on the back, give yourself a high five, treat yourself, you did something, you've accomplished something, you've made it. Like you are at the moment here. So if you made it to the end, thanks for listening. You're the best.